Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. We have as born-again Christians is to serve our Lord. The believers of uh, Thessalonica understood the purpose of serving the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 1.9, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. The Bible says in Hebrews about God's blood, about Christ's blood, and how it's related to our service. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, uh, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, perch our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? These two verses show us that everyone that is saved, everyone that has trusted the Lord as his personal Savior, now is meant to serve the Lord, to serve the true and living God. We, we came from the idols. We came from sin. We came from different situations in our life. And now we're supposed not only to believe in Christ and follow the Lord Jesus in faith, but also to serve the true and living God. We, we serve a great God, and he's uh, worthy of our service. And we have that precious purpose of serving the Lord now that we are saved. Now, as we serve the true and living God, uh, the reason that we should serve Him for is just because we are saved. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 28, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So the only reason that we should be thinking of at the moment of serving the Lord is just because we're saved, because we're uh, uh, the uh, Lord's child. And we need to understand that uh, even uh, sometimes we think that serving the Lord is just a matter of being a pastor or being a missionary or being a, uh, a special person. But the Bible clearly says that this decision is just for every single saved, born-again Christian. And we need to understand that this decision, even though we're meant to serve the Lord, uh, this decision is a personal decision. Paul says in, in this little verse, I will. The Bible says in that verse, and I will. And that talks uh, to my heart about the, the matter that is a personal decision. Uh, uh, Paul understood that even though we're meant to serve, he needed to have an eternal, internal decision, an inward uh, working that wants us to, to serve our Savior. Joshua understood this when he said, And if it, it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served uh, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land we dwell. But as for me... And my house, we will serve the Lord. So it's a personal decision. It's a, an internal decision. That the hour in which we live, and it's Christians that are clear in their purpose of personal serving the Lord. It's not a matter of, of church. It's not a matter of community. It's a matter that starts with a, a person's heart. Serving the Lord is a personal decision, but also it's a voluntary decision. Uh, the Bible says that Paul said, and I will very gladly uh, 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 he was talking about his servant's, uh, servant's heart. And when, when we read that he was very gladly uh, serving the Lord, it talks about the idea that he served with pleasure. Paul felt pleasure when he uh, served the Lord. 
And our service should be connected to our heart, not only to a duty or a responsibility or to a need. Uh, and if we want to be a blessing uh, uh, as church, uh, and during this missions conference, we're trying to do something for the Lord, we need to understand that we shouldn't only be led by a responsibility or a duty or a need, but we need to have a heart that wants to serve the Lord with pleasure. That's why he said, I will very gladly. Do you have pleasure as you serve the Lord? What's, your, what's, what's the thing that you like to do that you feel pleasure doing? It's very important because sometimes we feel the duty of serving the Lord, but at the same time, uh, 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 we enjoy other things. And we need to understand that Paul felt pleasure as he served the Lord. So I was thinking about a pleasure uh, that I enjoy. And I'm Mexican, you know, so one of the things that I enjoy doing uh, is eating tacos. You know what I'm talking about? I feel pleasure in my heart. It's just eating, uh, not, not every kind of uh, uh, taco. Uh, have you heard of uh, Al Pastor tacos? That's heavenly food right there, all right? Uh, if you haven't ever tried them, you have to. This is just heavenly food. You need to be used to it because in heaven there's going to be Al Pastor tacos, all right? And uh, I was thinking, uh, because I feel pleasure, you know, the, the taco and salsa and all that stuff, and that's pleasure. But then, if you have a horchata drink on the side, that's great pleasure right there, all right? But sometimes we have uh, a lot of things, a lot of foods that we enjoy, that we have pleasure in. Uh, and at the same time, when we compare that pleasure with our service, it's not the same. You see? So the Bible says that Paul was very gladly serving the Lord. And that's something that we need to, to stick to our hearts, to let it sink in our hearts, and to try to uh, really serve the Lord very gladly with pleasure. It's a voluntary decision. Uh, uh, sometimes our, our people, our uh, Christian folks, they serve the Lord, but they have a grumpy face. You know, they're, uh, uh, I don't know, sleeping or doing whatever, and they have a grumpy face. And probably they have uh, joy in their hearts. But they should let their face know it, you know, because they're grumpy in their face and, and they're supposed to be uh, joyfully serving the Lord. But sometimes our face doesn't show that we do it with pleasure. We need to understand that the Lord wants us to serve personally and voluntarily. And that's what the Bible says about serving and loving our Lord. Now, sometimes uh, Christians serve the Lord at church, but they don't perceive, they don't understand fully what really matters or what really means that decision of serving our Lord. What does serving the Lord truly mean? Well, not with me. In this little verse in which Paul shows his heart about serving the Lord, he's showing us four implications of what serving the Lord really means. And, and uh, let's focus on that little verse this morning. Paul uh, is showing four implications. The first implication is the decision of serving the Lord means to spend what you have. To spend what you have. The Bible says in that verse, and I will very gladly spend. And it's very important in this time that we would understand that Paul, Paul's decision took him to spend what he had for the Lord. You know that Paul had a work, right? He was a tent maker. Besides uh, the, the uh, labor of being a preacher and an apostle, uh, he was a tent maker also, and he made a living out of it. 
And I have no doubt that uh, with all his effort and all his work, uh, he helped other brothers and sisters in Christ, especially to the Corinthians. Uh, he was a blessing to them. It wasn't only preaching. Uh, it wasn't only preaching. It was uh, something that was related to be a blessing also with his uh, possessions, with, with what he had. That's why Paul is saying, and I will very gladly spend. Serving the Lord always means that we need to spend something. Serving the Lord has always a tax price. And there's always a price to pay for. Our salvation is always for free. Amen? It's always for free, our salvation. But our service is never for free. And we need to understand and have this mindset that our salvation is free, but our service is never for free. Through our Bible, we see many examples of people that were willing to serve the Lord, but they were willing to spend something for the Lord. Remember the poor widow that spent something on Elijah? Remember uh, another poor widow that had only two coins, and she uh, used them to, to honor his Lord? Remember the little boy's lunch that was given in order to, to feed the, the 5,000? Serving is spending. It's important that you understand this. Serving is spending. I remember that serving is spending, and spending is investing. When you talk about uh, spending for the Lord, it's never, ever, ever in vain. When you spend for the Lord, you spend and you invest. Spending is investing. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break nor steal. So in order to have treasures in heaven, we need to invest our treasures on earth. We need to be willing to use our treasures to serve the Lord. And I know a little bit this church, and I know that I've seen their heart. I've seen your heart, that you're willing to give. You're willing to sacrifice. But I'm just, let me tell you, keep giving. Keep spending. Keep investing your life and your possessions on the Lord's work. For serving is spending, and spending is investing. Now, two of my favorite verses here about giving and serving the Lord are great promises. For example, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whatever you do, whatever you spend for the Lord, it's investing, and it will never be in vain. Hebrews 6.10, the Bible says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have ministered unto the saints, and do minister. And it's very important that you know that when you spend something for the Lord, this is investing. Serving the Lord means to spend something. Not only that, but secondly, the decision of serving the Lord means to spend yourself. The Bible says in that same verse, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Not only spend what you have. Serving the Lord means to spend yourself. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 11.23. Just a couple of chapters before. 2 Corinthians 11.23. In which we see that Paul wasn't really... A fooling around what he was saying, I, I'm, I'm spent for you. I'll be spent for you. 
2 Corinthians 11.23. Notice with me all the sufferings, all the uh, uh, expenses that he had personally. The Bible says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequent. In deaths, oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, uh, the Bible says, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. You see a man that wanted to serve the Lord, but he understood that that man that he, he needed to be willing to be spent for other people, for the Lord's work. Sometimes Christians, uh, don't, uh, they want to give something, but they don't want to give themselves to the Lord. We're willing to give, but not to suffer or to, to be spent uh, personally. And this verb, spend, is a complex verb. Actually, in, in, the, in the original, this is the only part that appears uh, in the original language. And this verb gives the idea not only of spending, but also uh, wearing away. It's not only spending, it's wearing away. It talks about depleting resources. It's not only spending something. It's depleting to the point that you, you run out of resources. Now, serving the Lord means to wear away your life for the Lord. Wear away your body. Wear away your love, your heart, your vacation, your rest, your sleep. That's what it means to serve the Lord and spend yourself in serving Him. Now, wearing away is not a fun thing. Depleting resources is, not, is nothing attractive. However, whoever wants to serve the Lord needs to understand what John the Baptist understood. John the Baptist in John 3.30 says, He must increase, but I must decrease. And he understood that serving the Lord is going to uh, have a price to pay for personally, individually. Decrease means to spend yourself. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about soccer players. They play professional. Uh, and, and those that play professionally, they spend their se themselves in the field. Every match, day by day, year by year, they know that one day they won't be able to play soccer anymore. Their knees will fail, their stamina will fail, their body will fail, but they spend their lives anyways. They know that one day they won't be able to do it, but they do it anyways because they feel that it's worth it. And that's a soccer player's mindset. However, we have more than, than a, a soccer game or more than a medal or more than a championship behind us. We have the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's worthy to, to, to serve him. Uh, he's the very reason we spend ourselves. He's worth it. If soccer players do it because of money or whatever reason, uh, we can spend ourselves because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He's worth it. Amen. One Hispanic pa pastor, Pastor David Cortez, he's in uh, uh, Tijuana area. 
uh, he told us a story one day about uh, he, he was, uh, was going to have a meeting with his, with his old friends from school. So he went to this uh, meeting, and everybody, everybody looked the same, uh, except for him. He looked older, gray hair, wrinkles everywhere, and everyone was like, hey, uh, uh, Cortez, they call him Cortez, and what happened with you? Uh, life has treated you bad. <laughs> and he was saying something like this, well, this is a price I need to pay to serve the Lord. And it's worth it. Spending ourselves in the Lord is worth it. You won't have any regrets. Many people on their deathbed uh, regret that they didn't give themselves fully to the Lord. You'll never regret if you spend yourself on the Lord. The decision of serving the Lord means to spend what you have. Secondly, the decision of serving the Lord means to, to spend yourself for the Lord. Thirdly, the decision of serving the Lord means to love people. To love people. The Bible says here, going back to our verse, 2 Corinthians 12, 15, And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. And he was saying, I love you. Now we know in English, love is a very strong word, right? I remember, uh, I didn't know if I, wanna, uh, I wanted to, show, uh, to share with you this, but the very first time my wife told me, I love you. Uh, you know how it is, right? <laughs> she tells you out of her heart, I love you. And she's expecting you to say it. But uh, the problem was that uh, I wasn't really ready to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of uh, making up my heart, you know. Uh, Some of you guys have been in the same place, you know. And uh, I was like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, that wasn't the right answer, you know. My wife started uh, kind of being confused, and she started crying for an hour, and I was like, oh man, this is not good. (laughs) Love is a strong word, right? And it's very interesting that Paul openly said, I love you. Serving the Lord means to love people. People say that serving the Lord would be easy if it weren't for the people. There's a management book called Work Would Be Great, if you weren't for people. <laughs> you can't serve the Lord without serving the people. You need to understand that serving the Lord is not paperwork. It's people work. You need to understand if you want to serve the Lord, you can't go to a mountain by yourself or do some paperwork or get in an office by yourself or try to serve the Lord. If you want to serve the Lord, uh, you better be ready to serve and love people. Serving the Lord means to serve and love people. It's important to understand. That's why Paul said, I love you. If you don't know uh, uh, this, you need to understand that serving the Lord is not a, a, a matter of uh, serving only, but also a love transaction. Serving the Lord is a love transaction because God loved us first. Then we love him back. And then we try to love people. It's a love transaction. And if you are trying to serve the Lord, you better get ready for this love transaction. He loved us. We love him, for he first loved us. 
And then we love people to share God's love to others. And if you don't know how to go to heaven, let me tell you that God loves you. And he, he wants to save you. He can save you even today if you trust the Lord Jesus Christ and repent from your sin. Now Paul loved people. He loved the believers. Paul loved the Corinthian believers. Now uh, the Corinthian believers, they were not very lovable people. They were divisive. If you read the whole letter, they were divisive. They were complaining Christians. Some of them were drunkards. Uh, some of them were immoral. Uh, they even gossiped against Paul. But Paul loved them. Do you think it was easy for Paul to love the Corinthians? Probably it was easy to love the Philippians. They were a blessing to him. They prayed for him. They sent him a love offering. But the Corinthians? It's a different matter, right? It's a different kind of people. But it's very interesting that this is one of the most open uh, uh, affirmations and declarations of love toward the, the, the Corinthian ones. Now, I, I know that there's no Corinthians around this church. Uh, there's no Corinthians in, in our church age. This is, this is just Paul's time, okay? So, uh, uh, there's no Corinthians around. Uh, there's no Corinthians living in our house. Uh, there's no Corinthians. Not many unlovable people. Not many people hard to love, right? But if, but if that were the case, we need to learn that serving the Lord means to love Corinthians. means to love believers at your church. Not only uh, loving believers, but also loving the lost unbelievers. We forget to love the unbelievers. I really believe that uh, a Christian, sometimes we forget that, the that, that unbelievers are still there. When was the last time you personally shared the gospel with, with an unbeliever? When was the last time you passed out the track? When was the last time you brought uh, an unbeliever, uh, a friend of yours, uh, you brought him as a guest? When was the last time you were a blessing to an unbeliever? Sometimes I believe that, that Christians think that unbelievers are invisible. Because we live our life, we do our stuff, we go to our work, we go to school, thinking that, that, that unbelievers are just invisible people. And that tells us that our hearts are not really loving the lost ones. Remember what the Bible says, to the uttermost. And that's your theme. Remember to, to, to uh, be uh, soul conscious. Remember to love the lost unbelievers. Yesterday, we were going out soul winning, uh, and Mrs. Shin, she's around, oh, Mrs. Shin, she was sharing something really incredible. Uh, she told us that she shared the gospel with a, with a Hispanic guy. And you know her. She doesn't speak Spanish. She doesn't speak too much English. And yet, she went to this guy, and she shared the gospel with him. Did he get saved? Amen. And she used these cardboards uh, with phrases. And she just showed, uh, showed the phrases to the guy, trying to lead him to Christ. That's love for the lost ones. I'm not sure if I would be able to go to, to the Philippines and to try to share the gospel to someone in Tagalog. 
<laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if I would be able to try to share somebody, uh, the gospel with somebody in Korean. But she did it. Why? Loving lost souls. Serving the Lord means to love people. Remember what the Bible says in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. You were lost. I was lost. But thank the Lord there was somebody that loved us enough to share the gospel with us. And that's the reason we're here. Jesus loved us, but also somebody else loved us enough to share the gospel with us. Now is our turn to serve the Lord and to love people. So serving the Lord means to spend what you have. Serving the Lord means to spend yourself for the Lord. Serving the Lord means to love people. And finally, serving the Lord means to suffer. Means to suffer. The Bible says back in 2 Corinthians 12, 15, And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Now, if we love someone, we expect that they love us back, right? That's, that's what happens in marriage, right? My wife loves me, but she wants me to love her. And Paul loved the Corinthian church. The Corinthian church. But instead of being loved, he was attacked. He was criticized. Uh, they attacked his apostleship, his financial integrity, but he still loved them. And he suffered. He suffered because the very people that he loved, they mistreated him. And that's suffering, right? But if you want to serve the Lord, sometimes you need to understand that you're going to be hurt. But it's part of the packet. Serving the Lord sometimes means hurt. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And we need to be reminded, brothers and sisters, that our heritage of believers throughout the whole eras gave us an example of serving the Lord with suffering. They paid the price. If you study history, the history of our heritage, there's different groups everywhere that suffered for their service and faith. There's the Donatists, the Novatians, the Montanists, the Moravians, the Anabaptists, and all those groups around the world, around Europe, there were people, as you and I, with a strong faith, with a willingness to serve the Lord, but they needed to seal it with their blood. And sometimes we're, uh, we're not understanding that serving the Lord means to suffer a little bit for our Lord. Suffering is always hard. But when we serve and we suffer, just take it as Paul took it. I love you. But the Bible says there, uh, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I'll be loved. And I don't mean to underestimate your heartaches or your trials. I'm not saying that it's not important. I'm just trying to say that serving the Lord sometimes means suffering. And it's not a great thing to suffer for the Lord which suffered for us. Consider him because he suffered for us. It's not a great deal to suffer for somebody that suffered for us. It's not a great deal to suffer for our Lord knowing that he suffered the cross for our sins. Suffering sometimes is part of just following Jesus. 
In 1 Peter, the Bible says, Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Do you know that every time you suffer for the Lord's sake, you are just following his steps? So we need to rediscover, we need to realize what the decision of serving the Lord really means. And Paul showed us four implications. To spend what you have, to spend yourself for the Lord, to love people, and to suffer for the Lord. And I want, I want to encourage you to take a very specific uh, uh, decision this morning related to your decision to serve Him. If you're saved, I know that you have in your heart the decision to serve Him. But sometimes we don't really understand what it really means. And I really encourage you, I uh, challenge you to keep serving the Lord. Bible Baptist Church, you've served well for 31 years. But we need to keep on going forward for the Lord's sake. Let's have a word of prayer. Let's all stand.